This is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, episode number 161. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is episode number 161 of the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and local business owners to kind of figure out what's working with social media, marketing, hiring, training, all of that good stuff. We're going to either bring you some experts to help you figure out what's working on particular platforms, and we also interview some great entrepreneurs in the space and ask them questions about what's working for them so we can learn and share that knowledge with you listening wherever you are, at work, in the car, at home, at the gym, wherever you listen to the show. Great guest on tap for you today, Gwen Page, owner or co-owner of Fong's Pizza, very funky style pizza in Iowa. Uh, Not a funky style pizza, funky style pizzeria. The theming on this episode is very, very unique, and you're going to hear that on the uh, podcast when Gwen explains uh, a little bit about the history of Fong's Pizza and how it got started, but I think you're going to like this one. I think we talk a lot about uh, bringing your unique voice, whatever that uniqueness is, and your personality into your business and how you can display that and how you can use things like social media and your employees to get that out to the public. All right. I think you're going to like this one. Before we get into the today's show, I just want to thank Pizza Cloud. If you're looking to figure out how you can stop losing your phone lines or online ordering sales, uh, the Pizza Cloud is going to be able to help you out with that. PizzaCloud.net is the website. And what happens is sometimes, you know, your internet goes down, you lose phone lines, you lose online ordering sales. And whether that be on a Friday or Saturday night, which always seems to be the case, uh, they're going to help you solve that problem. PizzaCloud.net is your source for cellular backup system for your phones. It's going to help you with all of your backups for your phone line. So if you have a power outage or if there's some point where it's a Friday or Saturday night and those online orders go down, you don't even really know it because it's kind of the phone's ringing, you're not really aware of it, you could be losing online ordering sales because your internet service is down and you don't even know it. So head over to pizzacloud.net for more information on that. And if there's anything that we can do to help you in your marketing, whether that be, you know, coaching or our mastermind group or our platform SPM solutions, you should head over to smartpizzamarketing.com where you can find all of that. You can hit the contact button, you can hit the podcast all the archived episodes of the show, our mastermind group, or if you have a question for me, you can hit the contact button there and just submit your question right on there. All right, I think that's going to do it for us for now. I'm sure we'll have some stuff for you at the end of the episode, but I think you're going to enjoy this episode with Gwen Page. Really, really great guest, very personable, and she gave a lot of great information. So I think you're going to be able to listen to this podcast episode and immediately go walk away and bring some stuff into your business. So let's get into the episode with Gwen Page of Fong's Pizza. All right, hey everybody, welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Another great guest on the show with us tonight, Gwen Page, who is the co-founder of Fong's Pizza, who has got a very unique spin on a local pizzeria, and I'm excited to share her story with us. So Gwen, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us. I appreciate you, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to share your story. Yeah, very uh, excited to uh, be a part of your show today. Uh, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, so we've been kind of emailing back and forth for a while trying to get you on the show, and we finally got you. So, Gwen, let's go into – I love sharing the backstory of how everybody got started because I think pizza restaurants and pizza industry is like the one place where people don't like go to college and then open a pizzeria. It's usually some convoluted way of how they get involved in it. And maybe yours is not. Maybe you did go to college and then open a pizzeria, but I love sharing that story. So how did you get into it? Yeah, well, it is kind of funny. Uh, I, I guess I celebrate from both angles. I did go to college. I went to Iowa State and uh, have a degree in hotel restaurant management. Um, but then as far as the way that we came about with Fong's Pizza, 
Um, I did various management jobs. I even went back to the corporate office world because I'm also a, a musician part-time and wanted weekends free for a short minute and <laughs> realized that uh, restaurant life is where it's at. I love it. I'm passionate about it. And uh, so my partners are um, Full Court Press, and they have a number of wonderful and original concepts here in downtown Des Moines. And uh, I just happened to be managing at uh, one of their places, and I had always kind of been sharing my dream of wanting to open a pizza place. And, um, yeah, they found this location, which happened to be Des Moines' oldest Chinese restaurant. Um, I had really just saw a lack of late-night dining options. Everybody loves a slice of pizza at the end of a fun night out at the bars, and downtown Des Moines didn't have that at the time back in 2008. And so that was part of the original concept, but um, just in our weird way with this location, uh, the history of being Des Moines' oldest Chinese restaurant, we, there's so much uh, charm and history and just a lot of energy in our space that we wanted to find a way to kind of keep that and incorporate it onto our menu. So there you go, uh, Chinese pizza was born. That's awesome. <laughs> so do you have like a Chinese menu and a pizza menu, or do you incorporate them together? No, we incorporate them together. Um, we do have egg rolls as appetizers. Everything we make here at, uh, is handmade in-house. Um, so we kind of have those traditional appetizers, but then we also put a twist on them. So instead of a traditional cheese stick, we take a big block of mozzarella, we uh, cut it down into strips, and then we wrap those in egg roll wrappers. Yeah. So we have Chinese cheese sticks, and then our pizza rolls are also wrapped in egg roll wrappers as well. Um, and then you get to the... Uh, meat of our menu, the pizzas. We have our well-known crab rangoon pizza. We have a Fongolian beef, um, sweet and sour chicken. Uh, and then we, we do traditional pizzas as well. So a little bit of everything. What did people say to you when you said you were, like you told them your concept or your idea for opening this place? Oh, they all thought we were nuts. <laughs> <laughs> who, who wouldn't? Right. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like not, when you explain it to me, it sounds good, right? But when if you quickly like when you explain the dishes and how you make them but when you say chinese and pizza those, those aren't necessarily two concepts that i think go together no not at all and and people who haven't tried us before just think oh that's gross and then they they try the crab rangoon pizza and they're like holy moly this works so was it hard for you in the beginning stages to kind of get the local people to give you a try um somewhat but uh the beauty of this location that we we took on was um so many people were excited to see it open. King and Lowe, uh, unfortunately, had suffered a, a major kitchen fire. And so when we reopened, I think people just saw, hey, the doors are open, and they just kind of assumed it was still maybe King and Lowe or just uh, a similar concept under a different name. So they would, they would walk in because they were excited to try that. And that's what was really cool when we opened is we heard all these stories of, oh, I came here when I was five years old, and my parents wanted Chinese, but they, they made me a cheeseburger. <laughs> and you hear all Fun, fun story. So they were curious. They it, that got them in the door for us, and then they saw our concept and wanted to give it a try. And and so yeah, the word of mouth was was really what helped us our first year out of the gate. And then also uh, one of my partners, Jeff Bruning, uh, had the idea to do the tiki bar portion. And then he has this uh, funny helmet. It's a kamikaze helmet. And so part of our thing was to put on this kamikaze helmet while you're doing a kamikaze shot. And so that really helped us. Uh, just anything um, we find success with, anything off the wall that people can come in and have a one-of-a-kind experience, they're going to tell all their friends about it. So um, 
people on social media were taking pictures wearing the helmet the first year out of the gate, and that got us off and running pretty well. So the community really welcomed us just because we were such a unique concept. Yeah, and I see you have 30,000. I mean, you have two Facebook pages, and one of them has 30,000 followers. So how did you – were you a, a, an adapter of social media right from the beginning? Um, somewhat. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little challenged when it comes to uh, technology. <laughs> I'm kind of more just hands-on with the restaurant. Yeah. And, um, but uh, I, I kind of grew into it, and uh, I, I really love it. It's, uh, it's a great way to interact with customers. And right now, since October is uh, pizza month, we have this promotion going on our Facebook page of please share your um, favorite Fong's pizza memory. And the winner who receives the most votes will get a $100 gift card. And um, it just warms my heart to read through all those responses and, and hear how people uh, celebrate special family milestones and, um, and then the funny drunk stories. And <laughs> you just get a little bit of, of everything. You get a little so. humor and a little <laughs> sadness all in one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so no, I've, I've really enjoyed it. And then uh, one of our new managers has kind of taken it over recently, and he's developing more on our Instagram page with uh, more photos and brand identity. And so it's a powerful tool, and, and uh, that's really the way that I prefer kind of to advertise because I think you get more interaction with – direct interaction with customers and guests and – um, it's a fun way to promote your brand. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think I was on a, a, talking to somebody else last week, and they're like, they said some stats about word of mouth is sixty percent of how people make decisions when it comes to what restaurant to go to. And I think mm-hmm. social media has a big part of that because if someone shares something or sees something on social media, they're much more likely to talk to somebody about it in person mm-hmm. than they would have. You know, it's it's exactly the same thing as it was like 20 years ago. You talk to your friends on the phone and say, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Where are you going? Social media has become that nowadays. It has, yeah. And, you know, that's a great platform. And I see you got a large following on both of those. So do you run ads on there or is it just kind of all organic and you're just kind of posting on there? Um, it's a little mix of both. Um, a lot of it is organic. And even when I'm checking our stats, um, I find that the organic reach always outpaces uh, the paid reach. Um, I try not to. I'm, I'm really conscious of I don't want to clutter up people's feet or be too annoying and have too much. Like our, our locations are somewhat different. Our original location in downtown Des Moines, we've been open uh, almost nine years, but we have the late night business. So um, we have a system in-house where you post on Facebook uh, the slices and then it feeds to our screen. Mm-hmm in our restaurant. So we're posting every day there. We don't promote those or anything. Um, but then in Ankeny, where we don't have that late night business, we have to find more reasons to be relevant on social media. So we, we post more about our monthly specials or they do more events uh, up there because we have more space. So they post about those. We'll promote those. But really the money that we spend is just featuring our monthly specials. Yeah. Um, that, and, and still only, only with that, I'll, I'll do 20 to $30. So you're reaching a lot of people for a very little money. Yeah, that's true. How, how long has your second location been open for? Uh, about two and a half years. So it's relatively new. Mm-hmm. And how, yeah. Well, how long, how, yeah, so you, it's, you were it's, going at it for a, long, uh, a few years before you decided to open a second location? Yeah, yeah. We, um, my partners uh, have quite a, uh, they have a lot of other uh, restaurants in the area. I'm only part of Fong's. And so they were kind of busy with that. And then we really, we just kind of take our time to find the right location. So the location up in Ankeny, it's still in an area that's developing, um, but we're, it's, it's exciting to be in a new development, um, just a different animal um, being in the suburbs for the first time. So, right. 
So yeah, but uh, right now we've we've seen that that's been able to be successful, and and so we are kind of hungry to grow the brand and and find more locations. But um, with our concept being so unique, we have to be careful about not oversaturating markets because. I don't know. You want to you want to make each spot busy, right? And so, is the second location the same kind of uh, Chinese pizza uh, as the first one? Yes, yeah, it's the same concept, um, but that space, uh, since we built from the ground up, the kitchen is much more manageable. Um, we have a really small kitchen downtown, um, and so so we have an expanded appetizer menu up there. Uh, we've even experimented with some noodle dishes and some um, fried rice, that kind of thing. Um, additional items to round out our menu and then um, the bar is much more spacious so we have 88 beers on draft up there okay. where we have eight downtown. nice <laughs> so it, so it's it's the kind of like you built what you wanted to have your first location be this is usually what happens right with second locations yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. kind of yeah. figure out I, what... I affectionately call it a fancy yeah. font <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exact everything you don't like about your original location you kind of take out and the things that you wish you had you kind of put into that one right yeah. <laughs> so you're the you're the hands-on person. So your your co-founder is more of the behind-the-scenes guy. Is that what it's like? Um, yeah, he actually. Um, I'm I'm kind of more front of house oriented. I, I love interacting with the guests and the staff, and and um, I enjoy getting my hands on in the kitchen and, and trying the dishes and having input on that. But uh, my co-founder. I mean, there's there's five of us that are that are all pretty much involved with coming up with the original concept. And uh, one of them, kind of, he and I went around to the various Chinese restaurants and tried the different dishes to see what would work. And um, yeah, it's it's a great partnership where uh, all of us bring something different to the table and um so yeah we all so i, I kind of stayed here a little more hands-on on fongs and and they work on all the other projects and we keep plugging that's away. awesome yeah i always find that when you have partners it's in the ones that are you know successful that i have on the show that have partners always have different personality mm-hmm. traits you know like one person if there's two partners one person's really outgoing and the other person's like a little behind the scenes and those seem to work the best yeah, yeah, no, it works really well for us. We we definitely have our ups and downs, but what partnership doesn't? <laughs> That's true. It's like a marriage, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let me ask you a question about, you said you went to school for hospitality. Did that help you? Because I, I think a lot of people listening to the show um, want to either, we got a lot of listeners who are maybe in a different field and they want to open a pizzeria or they're just in the beginning stages of opening it, or maybe they have an existing pizzeria and they're trying to grow. Did, did going to school mm-hmm. for that, for hospitality and management, help you, you know, grow your business in the beginning? Um, I found that it was helpful for me in the way of uh, gaining a lot of knowledge in somewhat of a short period of time. Um, but, uh, I mean, the hands-on experience is where it's at. Um, that's really where you're going to develop that passion that you have for the business. Um, that's what happened to me because part of the program is you're required to do an internship. So so I had that hands-on experience, and I worked at a place in Ames called Great Plains Sauce and Dough Company. Yep. And uh, that's where I fell in love with pizza. I mean, I've, I've always loved pizza, but uh, that's that's where I fell in love with the business and, and knew that that's what I wanted to do. But um, as, as far as just learning the business, you have to find the right mentor. Um, somebody, I mean, a lot of times if you get involved with owners or, or managers of various businesses, sometimes they're spread so thin where it's going to be difficult for them to sit down with you and give you all the knowledge. Um, so that's where it's up to you to pick up on what you're going to learn hands-on and it's up to you to be responsible to to learn everything but but yeah i mean if people are interested in going to school i i would i would definitely encourage it it's a great experience and and it's 
you're right there. You're going to get all the materials you need, but you have to pair that with hands-on experience. Yeah, we. I, I think I had Tony Gimignani on the show when we were talking about how we both get a lot of questions about you know lawyers or plumbers or whatever they are wanting to open a pizzeria, and they they ask us questions and we say, hey. Have you ever worked in a pizzeria? And they're like, no, but it, it seems like it's. I'm like, maybe you should go work in one for a little while just to see if it's yeah. actually something that you like before you spend all this money opening one. Yeah, no, because it's a huge investment. And then, yeah, you put all that money into it and then you realize, like, oh my gosh, like I have to be here every single day <laughs> yeah. and sometimes every lunch and every dinner. And you have to drop everything at the. Uh, at a whim if something happens in your restaurant and, and be there to support your team. It's much, Cause that's, yeah. that's one thing that I've uh, really, I really love about our team dynamic is uh, the way I operate is I just would never ask my staff to do something I'm not willing to do myself. And just this weekend I, I got done doing the, the 5 to 3 a.m. shift wow. Friday, Saturday night. And, and I love that. There's a, it's, it keeps me young uh, to see. It's wild. It's entertaining. Um, <laughs> but it's so fun to be side by side with my staff and see what they're doing. And um, they're amazing. I mean, the patience that they have for some of these folks that come in because we're, we're the last stop after they've been overserved everywhere. Right. <laughs> and they probably appreciate, though, that seeing you side by side with them. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. It's just uh, we have a great team, both here and our Ankeny store. So really excited about uh, the growth and where we're going to go here. How many team members do you have total? Um, down at our downtown store, we have 40, and then in the Ankeny store, which is uh, about double the size of our down, downtown store, we have closer to 60. Oh, wow, so you have about 100 employees total. Is it hard to find employees and train them? Is there a constant battle, or is it you found a groove and you can f- figure it out pretty easily for yourself? Um, it's it's a challenge. Um, I, it's different at each store. Um, in the Ankeny store, uh, where we're still kind of building business up there, it's it's more difficult to find front of house staff just because it's not consistent enough up there. Um, but uh, the challenge for downtown, because of our kitchen hours, are full menu is served daily from 11 until midnight and then uh, the slices start at 10 o'clock at night go till two in the morning three in the morning on the weekends so to find uh, uh, hard of house staff that's willing to work those hours that can be a challenge but we take care of them and um, we we feed them a red bull (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's nice so yeah i would say we we've found a pretty good groove um what's what's really nice is our brand has that fun identity that uh, when people hear, hey, there's, they're hiring at Fong's, people want to come because they know it's going to be a fun place to work. Was that intentional when you did that in the beginning, or did it just kind of happen because it's your personality and it's coming out in your business? Um, I, I would say it's a little bit of everything. I never want to be one to toot my own horn, but I'm kind of fun. <laughs> well, you got a fun brand. In order to have a Chinese pizzeria, you got to have a little personality, right? Yeah, yeah, you got to be, be a little wild. And I see, I, I see your T-shirts. So those are the T-shirts that the staff wears that you sell on your on your website. Yes. It, yeah. Who designs those for you? Do you have a designer, or is it someone? Do you do it, or? No, we have a. I kind of work with the uh, the ideas behind it, but we have this really good designer. He just freelances, and um, and he gets our brand. He gets that I'm silly, and and I want to have a a shirt that is going to make people laugh. And part of it comes from my concert going history too i i just love fun shirts and uh there's always a a shirt for different events so so yeah no we especially our downtown location we're retail central we go through a ton of shirts and um, tiki farm the company that we use out of california they've done a couple of um, 
personalized mugs for us. So we have the one on our website that's a waving kitty holding a slice of pepperoni pizza. And we ordered a thousand of those and those sold out in less than six months. Really? And people Yeah, they're just they're silly things and the the next mug that we have we haven't rolled it out yet. Um because we're hopefully waiting for a special person to have a recipe for us. Um but it's a panda wearing one of our helmets. So again just something stupid and wacky right. and I don't mean to call it stupid, but it's, it's yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's good though. Like sometimes I feel businesses tend to be too corporate and then there's no personality. And I think nowadays, especially the younger generation wants to uh, patronize a business that, that maybe does have a little personality, a little of that show. Yeah, I agree. That's uh, myself as a consumer. That's what I look for when I'm traveling. Um, I want something that's unique and, um, it's, it really speaks a lot about the, the owners and the, the founders of the business to, to wonder, like, wow, I'd love to meet that person and look at what they've come up with. Right. And, and so, buy a T-shirt yeah. and a cat mug, right? That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Do you sell T-shirts right off of your website? Do a lot of people buy them from there or do they come in? Yeah, yeah. No, we we get a mix. Um, it's it kind of comes in ways. We'll we'll definitely have our heavy retail season with the holidays coming up. Um, but then we've we've been so fortunate to be featured on a handful of television shows. So when those get reared, I always see a little push in retail. Nice. As well. How did you get featured on those? Was that just something that happened, or did you go out and try to do that? No, they they reached out to us on on every occasion, um, which is. Uh, very humbling. Uh, it's, it's quite an honor. So we were just recently featured on Man vs. Food with the new host, Casey Webb. Uh, we've been on Pizza Paradise and Pizza Outside the Box, and Sandra Lee was here uh, with her show Taverns, Lounges, and Clubs um, years ago. And um, yeah, Alton Brown's been here and, and loves us. And had Frank Fritz from American Pickers. We get oh really? Some, uh, some random, I, I love yeah, that show. Yeah, we get My, some random, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great show. Does he come in all the time, or is he like a regular customer? No, he. Uh, I mean, he's so busy traveling, but uh, but no, he'll keep in touch with us. And uh, but yeah, anytime when he and Mike are traveling through the area, they've both stopped in. And he comes. Frank comes here for conferences every once in a while. But uh, but yeah, he. The last time he was here, he checked into his hotel, and he said the first question he asked is, "How close am I to fall?" <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, and then uh, we're we're just in a fun area of downtown Des Moines on Fourth Street, where there's a, a music club, so we get a lot of musicians coming through and. Um, being downtown, it's uh, we also have the Wells Fargo Event Center, so we get the, the we're, Des Moines really coming around. We're starting to get some good musical acts, so that always brings a lot of traffic our way. And yeah, you know, we've um, when Tom Petty was here, and uh, rest in peace, Tom. Yeah. He uh, he, we fed Tom and all of his crew. That was a like a almost a thousand dollar order uh, to go order for oh, us. Wow. And uh, yeah, no, we we have a lot of fun. I think that your personality comes out too, whether it be on Instagram or Facebook and on your website, and that uh, makes it fun. Like people are attracted and want to share that story or that, you know, when a when a business mm -hmm. has a good personality, people want to share that, and that's what makes it shareable on social. And I think you do a good job of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much. It's it's fun to do, and that's especially if you. If you're bored and, and want to check out that one post on our, our page uh, of just reading through the stories and people's memories, there's there's really a handful of them there of where people um, met their significant other here at Fong's. And, um, That's crazy. And they're getting married or they're having babies now. And, uh, so, yeah, no, there's uh, 
it's a, we're a fun spot. It, I'll link that up in the show notes. I'll link up that Facebook post. So everybody can kind of, if you're listening to this podcast, okay. you can go check that out. And uh, maybe you can do something like similar like that in your business. So if you had to go back and change anything, like if you're starting all over, knowing what you know now, you're going to go back in time. What w- Would you change anything? Or do you think like you've done it pretty good in the way that you you set it out in your mind where you are today from when you started? Um, you know, I, I wouldn't change a thing. There's, there's definitely uh, this first couple of years where you're just kind of excited and maybe not as responsible as you should right. get right out of the gate. Um, but that's all part of the, the learning process. And, and I think it's uh, the looking back and reflecting on all the years, just seeing the evolution of uh, not only myself, but uh, just the, the partnership that I have um, with the co-owners and then uh, and just the, the building of our team. We have quite a few team members um, that have been here for six years. One gal has been here since we've opened. Um, and so it, it's, yeah, I, w- I really w- I'm a kind of a rambler. I apologize. No. But yeah, I really wouldn't change a thing. I'm really, really kind of happy. And uh, you live and you learn from your mistakes and, and your successes. So yeah. so, yeah, it's been a really, really fun adventure. No, I love it. I think your mistakes are your learning experiences, right? You got and it. Yeah. So, w- when it comes to your team, when it comes to the management structure, a lot of people ask us this Do you hire from within or do you hire managers or supervisors from outside and then bring them in? Because you probably have to know a little bit about your personality and the style of business you have in order to be a successful manager for you, don't you think? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, we've always believed in uh, promoting from within, um, so we've always tried to do that. Uh, but sometimes that's that's proven to be challenging for us in the past. And, and so just even with our downtown location, um, we chose to pr- uh, hire two Two managers, so our whole management team, because it's just myself and these two other guys. They're from without, out, they're from outside the company, um, and it's really been a beautiful thing to see them kind of meld with my staff, who's been here for five plus years, and um, and see them all working together. It's it's cool because they've breathed some new energy into the place. One one of the managers has a really cool craft cocktail background, so he's redone our tiki menu, and the staff's really inspired and excited about it. Um, so yeah, I believe um, you can benefit from both. But but if you find somebody that's really passionate about your brand and is willing to do anything and wants to grow with the company, that's that's where you can start building your core team of hey, these are folks that are going to help us open new stores, and that's really where the point is. Where where I feel like I'm at right now is I I have such a fantastic team and and everybody's really excited to take it to the next step. I wonder what makes it easy for not that it's easy for you, but. Um, like you seem like you have a good mindset when it comes to that, whereas a lot of people maybe look at the negatives rather than the positives. I'm sure not every every employee that you have or has ha- have had has been the best employee ever, right? I'm sure there's been cases where you know it just wasn't a good fit. Maybe they didn't co they weren't cohesive sure. with the other staff members. So what, what? So you have you seem like you have a really good mindset, is what I'm saying. How do you prepare yourself for the day to have that mindset, whereas it's a positive mindset? Um, you know, it's uh, I, I find it's. It's just uh, I used to be kind of more uh, negative, and I'd get frustrated, and I'd get angry at when things weren't going well, and um, it was exhausting. And um, I, I just find like uh, it, wake up in the morning of just okay, it's gonna every day is a new day, and and it's gonna be a really good day. And then when you encounter those challenges in the day, um, you just have to understand and empathize with other people of, hey, that person might be being a jerk or they're not performing very well today, but um, it's probably because something's going on in their life. And, and if you just kind of get down with everybody on their level and, and find out 
what's behind the problem or the negativity, um, you'll find that just working with people in that manner um, turns into a positive thing. Um, I'm kind of rambling. No, 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 no. I think you're right. (laughs) I think communication, right? It comes down to communication. Yeah, yeah. It boils down to communication. And, um, and, uh, yeah, it's just through both my business and personal life, I've been through a lot of ups and downs. And and just uh, ultimately through it all, I just think if you look at everything as just a life experience and, and know that every day is a new day, it's you're going to kind of just morph into just always kind of having a positive attitude. Yeah, I feel like as a smile goes a long exactly, way. Exactly. I feel the same exact way. Like gratitude and just like, you know what, every day you wake up, just be thankful for a couple things and it changes your whole perspective of that particular day. Plus, get, as you get older, you know, as I find myself getting older, mm-hmm. I get less grumpy. You know, it's like, you know what, your time is coming yeah. more to an end. So you got to enjoy those moments while they last. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's a waste of time yeah. to be negative and, and angry. And the one beautiful thing that I, I love doing here with my team is just a, a little a thank you and great job tonight. I'm really impressed at how you guys handled that situation and, and seeing that in their eyes of how much they appreciate that. It's uh, a little goes a little thank you goes a really long way. No, it's true. I, I, I think we had Rudy Mick on the show who does that, and he said, you know, just saying thank you for a specific thing that or a task that they performed can really go a long way for someone's attitude towards your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it sure can. Do you do any email marketing or anything? We don't. No, um, I've I've tried uh, some direct mailings before, and those have done okay for us. Um, but really, our our brand, our Inkney location, we do a little bit more couponing and um, and kind of marketing efforts that yep. way. But but uh, no, we're we're very fortunate where it's just kind of a word of mouth place, and and um, and yeah, the staff's passionate about our brand, and and they continue to bring people in. Another good thing that we do too is uh, we have what we call a 100% Fongolian satisfaction guarantee i know it's no what is that that sounds fun um but it's uh it's it's the matter of where if we if we make a mistake on your pizza um like in the past we would have maybe taken half off or done something like that but um but instead what we do is we we buy their whole pizza and um, we go out of our way to blow them away with how we handle uh conflicts or um anything uh, service-related or kitchen-related, and we found that the customers are really just blown away by that. So the way I look at it is, like, it's really ultimately a couple more dollars to get that, again, that capture of word of mouth of, like, gosh, I had to wait kind of a long time for my pizza, but they bought me a round of drinks or... Um, and then just, uh, yeah, trying to engage with the community. The other thing that I do for, in my mind, how I look at it as advertising is giving away gift cards and T-shirts to the silent auction and donations. Because not only you're, you can look at it as advertising because you're getting your name out there, but um, you're doing it for a good reason. You're helping people raise money for whatever situation they're going through or, or helping right. the schools. Um, so that's kind of I have, I have unique ways of doing my. No, marketing. I love it. I think that's a great. It, what was it called again? What was the first thing called? What do you call it? Oh, the, my cheesy. It's a hundred percent Fongolian satisfaction guarantee. <laughs> I love it. Now, do you find people? <laughs> no, I like that. I think that you have to be unique, right? Because if you're unique with it, it sticks in people's brain. Yeah. If it's the yeah. same old, same old, then you know it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Do you find people kind of taking advantage of that ever? No, not really at all. Uh, and and what uh, 
what the kitchen gets excited about because the way that we kind of process it through our system, the kitchen is seen every like that remake. It comes through in the form of another ticket, mm-hmm. and so my uh, the staff has a lot of pride. Where if they start seeing, darn it, like there's another mistake, right. like they really want to try to make it through the shift with making very few mistakes. So, so yeah, even with the um, amount of sales that we're doing, our our comps are still um, like half a percent, one um, percent. It's pretty low. That's great. And then all those customers are super happy, regardless. You know, maybe you get one grump. Yeah, no, and they're they're all super happy. And the other thing we do too is just if I happen to catch wind of somebody celebrating a special milestone, like we'll go out of their way to do something special for them. That's great. Um, Like we've we've catered, we've taken pizzas to various wedding celebrations or rehearsal dinners, and so we'll give a couple of our tiki mugs to the bride and groom without them knowing you're coming. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't know that it's coming. So if if they choose to have us to be a part of such a special moment in their lives, like I want to reciprocate right. as best I can and, and make it special for them. So that's, you do a lot of guerrilla marketing, right? Right, like not traditional marketing, yeah. like thinking off the cuff and trying to please the customer. That's what your ultimate goal is. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, I'm in this business because I love making people happy, and and uh, so. So, yeah, I, I let that translate to how I market the business as well and not only taking care of our guests but taking care of our staff because uh, if your staff's not happy, your guests aren't going to be happy. True. That's very, very true. So if you could give if so you give someone who's in the business now and they're looking to grow, open a second location, or just get started, is there any you know piece of advice that you would give them? Um, just definitely researching the market and your location. Um, that's, that's really the, the biggest challenge. Um, even if you have success with one location and, uh, you're, you're rocking it, you can't just move forward and think you're going to rock it at another location. You have to be really careful to, uh, research the area where you're going and, and make sure that your brand's going to fit in that market. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's about all I'd have to yeah, say. Yeah, I think that's... Otherwise, uh, you're... I think that's really good advice because sometimes you get into that situation where the first business tends to have to make up for the second business that you opened, right? Yeah, yeah, and I hear that from a lot of other fellow business owners that they've had that challenge, and I've and I've seen it um, very sadly uh, where places who are very successful closer to our downtown area they go out west to the suburbs and um, they think, okay, well, there's so many people living out here, um, but then they have to close because uh, out there rent's going to be a lot more and. Um, there's just a lot of other factors, so you really have to just be on top of your numbers and your financials, and and um, and really be conservative yeah. too. I, I feel bad Very for important. restaurants that close. It makes me sad when I see a restaurant close because I know how much hard work it is to open one. It is, yeah. No, it's it's absolutely heartbreaking because they pour their heart and soul into it, and it takes a lot of money to get it up and running, and. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work, uh, with very little return at times. So you have to be really passionate about it and yeah, it's, it's a challenge, yeah. but keeps us young, right? It's actually, that's exactly right. It keeps you motivated and going to not have to, to have your restaurant yep. close. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gwen, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys. Go check out Gwen's uh, restaurant at fongspizza.com. And I believe you're Fong's pizza on all the social platforms as well, right? Yes. And you have like between the two locations, like five, 600 reviews on Yelp too. So you did a good job on that. So Gwen, thank you so much for joining yeah. us on the show. Um, anything else you want yeah. to share with the audience before we uh, wrap it up? Uh, no, I just really appreciate you having me on the show today, Bruce. I really appreciate everything that you're doing with uh, bringing all the operators together and, uh, and sharing the interviews. So uh, best of luck to everyone out there. And thanks again for having me. I hope you have a great day. Thanks, Gwen. Great chat. Yeah, thank you. All right, thank you so much to Gwen 
from Fong's Pizza for joining me on the show. Go check out Fong's Pizza, F-O-N-G, pizza.com. From there, you can find their Facebook, Instagram, and check out their website. They got a cool vibe going on on their website. You can see their shop. You can see the Chinese slash pizza theme they got going on. It's pretty cool, so go check that out. We'll link it up in the show notes. If you're driving in your car, just head over to smartpizzamarketing.com, and we'll take all the notes for you. But thank you to Gwen. I know that they're busy. You're busy listening. So for anybody who takes an hour out of their morning to either listen or join me on the show to share their story is very much appreciated on my part. Another thank you I have to say is to Our Town America and Susan in particular. Her email is susan at ourtown.net. If you're looking to find new movers or people whose birthdays are in your area or zip code, you should definitely contact Susan. She actually sent me in the mail the welcome package that you get and the follow-up postcard. And I have to say, it's really, really cool. It's branded. It's got a very personalized welcome message in the uh, first package that they get. So they target new people who move into your area by zip code. They send them a welcome package. They visit your restaurant because they don't know who you are and they're looking for local places, right? You have an offer from you. They come in. And then after they're done, they send you a postcard that says, thanks for joining us. So I think that it's a great way to use direct mail in an affordable way for you to locate some new people who move into your area because there's always people moving in and out of your area. And sometimes those customers who you haven't seen in a while probably moved away. And what does that mean? It means that new people are moving in. So definitely contact Susan at OurTown.net. That's her email. And go to SmartPizzaMarketing.com forward slash OurTown if you want all of her info. You can get her email, her website, and her phone number over there. So thanks, Susan, for supporting us here on the podcast. It's very much appreciated. Like The, the people who support the show here make this show possible uh, and make us be able to produce a weekly show for you, whether that be on the podcast here or our live show on Tuesday nights. So if you could do me a favor, just show the support of the people who help out the show a little bit. Pizza Cloud and Our Town America and Susan in particular. And I think that's going to do it for me. If you have any questions for me, you can shoot over to smartpizzamarketing.com. There you can find our mastermind group or our marketing platform. If you need some help with your Facebook, obviously you're looking listening to the show. It's called Smart Pizza Marketing. You're probably looking to grow your business. If you need our help doing that, it's pretty affordable. And I think that we can help you. You can use your digital platform to grow your business. At least get your name out there and some brand awareness. So go over to smartpizzamarketing.com. That's our home base. You can find everything there. I don't need to go over all the different links for you. It's all on that one website. All right, don't forget to check us out Tuesday night at 8 p.m. And I'll see you guys next week.